I'm Nicole Wakeland. And I'm Eileen Falkenberg-Hull. And this is Fast Women, brought to you by Newsweek. We travel the world, stay in the best hotels, drive the newest cars, and have off-the-beaten-path adventures. And we're going to tell you all about it. Let's buckle up and hit the road. Let's hit the road. Angry Eileen. Damn it. Hit the road. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, you've been a busy bee this last week, Eileen. I have been. I was in Spain. Uh, I went to California. We are recording this at 6 a.m. I don't know what time zone I'm in. It's one of those weeks. Uh, it is. I've had a giant cup of coffee already, and I'm working on a cup of tea. So I'm, I'm taking all the caffeine in so I don't fall asleep while we record. Well, you're having all the caffeine. <laughs> I am not. I have not had caffeine. I'm on like a caffeine detox sort of thing, oh. which I do not recommend. Do oh, not that's recommend. Never fun. But have um, you gotten the these the mind splitting headache yet? No. No, I've gotten the I have a loss of patience and I require more caffeine headache. But <laughs> Wait, not that's the just actual. always you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the I am sick of everything and everybody <laughs> headache. But not the actual caffeine. I don't really drink a lot of caffeine to begin with. But yeah, doctor was yeah. like, you should cut back. So cutting back a little bit, trying it out, unhappy oh, with it. But good gravy. so is life as we get older, right? Uh, but, exactly, but, exactly so that was that's me getting older what is new is the lamborghini Huracan tactica which is what i went to spain for um i also went to california to drive the lucid air gt and gt performance which was yes, very I drove exciting the, i drove the lucid air the their dream edition right that's yeah that was our very first the, one the, the first edition yeah. i drove that last year in uh, new york fantastic fantastic drive so you're going to tell everyone all about it i went to valencia via via paris which is always like a sweat fest when you run through that airport because there's no <laughs> not running through the airport Mm-mm. especially this summer with travel being the way it is um the lovely folks at air france made sure we got there an hour and a half late um due to thunderstorms oh, nice. it wasn't not, it wasn't like their fault um, we weren't running strictly on European Dang time. Dang them not controlling the weather. That stupid airline. <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, hustle the airport, and then you're waiting. And then you're waiting. And literally, like they're like, mm. okay, we're going to start boarding 10 minutes. And you watch the lightning strike. And you're like, oh, you're like, no. no. Uh, I, it's time for, time for refreshment. So, and like, and like we fly internationally, like you do need to like sleep on the plane too. And so like, and they're going to serve you dinner. And so like, it just throws off your whole thing. But anyway, Spain. Went to Valencia, which I've never been to Valencia uh, been to Madrid, um, driven kind of around the Madrid area. But this is my first time in Valencia. And Valencia is down on the coast. It is south of Barcelona. Um, mm-hmm. It is it is absolutely beautiful in terms of like geography, right? You're wedged kind of in between yes. this mountain range and the Mediterranean. And it's it's gorgeous. We stayed at this hotel, La Serenas Hotel. La Serenas Hotel. Yes. And it was right on the beach. So it was like I had this giant, ba- It was I think every room had a giant balcony. All the rooms faced the beach. It was like this U configuration. So like you couldn't see anybody from your balcony, which is, I think, an optimal configuration for any hotel. It's uh, the balcony kind of reminded me of uh, that hotel that we stay at in Ojai, California, which you and I yeah. call Awaji for different reasons that we Awaji, shall not disclose right now. It- <laughs> <laughs> that's from a long time ago, dear listener, a long time ago. Um but we actually, so it reminded me of that hotel. I don't remember what it's called. Um, the Inn at Ojai Valley. That's what it's called. Ojai Valley Inn, something okay. like that. So, but it reminds me of like, it's got high walls and all you see is ocean. There's a beautiful fountain. Now it is like, I don't know, half a mile to the beach. 
because there's a giant swath of sand and people between there. But from your little like balcony where there's a breeze off the Mediterranean, you can sit there and do work in the sunshine. It is and not see people. It's lovely. I was like, I'll just sit here in my cover. Okay, by the way, the name of the place you're trying it's actually the it is the Ohi Valley Inn is the official name of the yeah. place that you're thinking of. There we I go. Googled. Okay, well there, there we thank go. Thank you, Google. But yeah, so yeah. anyway, stayed at this beautiful hotel. Um also Europe, I'm used to having, you know, toilet bidet. You know, all that sort of stuff. This had two showers, which I've oh. never been in a hotel in Europe with two showers. Wait, wait, wait. So last time when we were in the UP, you got a, a hotel room with three beds and now yes. you've got a hotel room with two showers. So it's just multiples of more than what you think you would need in any hotel. I think they think there are many of me coming to this hotel. I, I It is You're just super me. high maintenance. I am. So this this shower and like, you know, this like European showers, like uh, Asian showers are, are showers in Asia, not Asian showers. Showers in Asia are smaller. And so they they like you get in and you're like, OK, but this one had a rain shower head, which is normally fine. But it was literally the rain shower head was the size of the corner shower unit. And the corner oh, shower God. had like a little it was like a half oval <laughs> sort of thing. It's so, like I got in. I was like, I can't wash my hair. Because, like, there wasn't, like, room in the shower, like, to move my head away from the the rain shower head. And so then I had to go traipsing across the bathroom to the other shower where I had to wait for the hot water to come on, where I'm, like, dripping and soaking. I was like, my husband who hates water being on the floor of the bathroom would, like, have been so mad at the entire situation. (laughs) But but I was Ah. traveling on my own with my two showers, so that was not a problem. But anyway, so the hotel was lovely, though. The the staff was amazing. Um, The bed was really comfy. Uh, It was gorgeous to kind of sit there and look at on the Mediterranean. And I was just looking at rates, even like for this week, and it's like 200 bucks, which is really reasonable for like a really beautiful, and I think it's like a five-star hotel. It was amazing. Lamborghini put us up because we were going there to drive the new Huracan Technica. And it too is a luxury experience to be in the Huracan Technica. It is kind of like a new body style thing. And they reach in the engine. They've given it a little bit more of a GT sort of feel to it. Now, I've driven other Lamborghinis that are more track honed. And this one was made yeah. a little bit more for the balance, right? For street driving, for city and traffic, for for just driving everywhere you want it to. So we drove to the racetrack. Um, there's a, okay. a, a racetrack out there that's used for MotoGP. So it's like flat, but it's it's curvy and it's fun. Um, Ricardo Tomo, Circuit Ricardo Tomo, uh, which it, it's Ooh, a great that track. That sounds very fancy. It sounds very fancy, um, but it is it's in the middle of an industrial park, as you do in Europe. And it is <laughs> it is it is a very nice track. I, I did not hate it at all. It was just it was it was kind of it, it was flat, but it was fine. Like I, I did enjoy driving it. Um, and then we also were able to do like three hours of mountain driving. And mountains, how is that? Like lane and a half wide mountain roads, not a lot of roadside barriers, uh, low speeds for the most part. It was fun. Like I, you know this. Like I, I love mountain driving. I love I love kind of carving yeah. and doing all that. And roads in the south of Spain tend to be a little bit smoother than like if we're like in the Los Angeles area and doing mountain driving <laughs> and carving. But it was just lovely. Like it was just a gorgeous drive and it was a lot of work. I mean, my arms were tired. Like it was constant switchbacks um, and constantly like getting off the gas, getting on the gas, not really touching the brake, but then like propelling yourself up the hill. And this car is so well balanced that you feel so comfortable. I mean, you're driving a V10, you're driving like a, a high horsepower V10 engine that roars like a beast. It feels like it, it grows chest hair, right? No matter no matter what you have going on. It's 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 just mm-hmm. amazing. And it just handled it so well and so gracefully. Now, I didn't care for the fact that sometimes you get off the 
off the uh, corner in the mountains. You're not hitting the brake, but you're like between third and fourth, and it's not quite sure what to do. Yeah. That's kind of the beauty, I guess, of having a lot of gears. Um, yes. But you, you take, it out of, take it out of automatic mode, put it in manual mode, and you can switch that out. So if you're an enthusiastic driver and you really want to get on it, you can do that. Um, it's just great. It was I was so comfortable in it, which that doesn't happen for supercars. Like you're just normally, not like they look really great and they sound really great and they drive really great. But you feel slightly like a contortionist when you sit down in them sometimes. Yeah. And when you're doing three hours of mountain drive, you got like my back hurts. Like, like you're like, my legs are tired. You know, like it, it feels like maybe you have Alcantara all over your body that <laughs> from like touching all of the micro suede <laughs> sort of stuff. Um, but this wasn't like that. This was actually like I felt like I was comfortable. They were sporty seats, but they weren't like also so like constricting that like I felt like I needed to lose 50 pounds before I could get into it like it was very comfortable uh mm-hmm. I really like it like I don't I've never liked a Lamborghini so much and like you can like them to look at but also like this was a really great blend of being comfortable on everything and I think that's kind of the true testament to a supercar like you could take it on the track but who people aren't going to drive it on the track every day how many people think you will drive this on the road versus how many people will drive it on the track I think people might take it to the track once or twice like for our open day but I think if yeah. you're like a true track driver, you're probably going to buy a more track focused Lamborghini. Like this is one that's definitely Fair. I think this is I mean, like they're going to be all over Miami and Beverly Hills. I mean, right. honestly, I, I but I was I was really comfortable and I really liked it. It was one of those things where I was like, you know what? I could daily this. I mean, like and not just because it's a Lamborghini. Could I wouldn't really? mind. Like I really was comfortable enough that yeah. I was like, I could daily this. Like despite all the other obstacles <laughs> with its ownership, price, insurance, lack of space for groceries. Like I'd be willing to make that compromise for it. I really, I genuinely enjoyed it. I think it's a great blend of the design of where Lamborghini is going. Um, you know, it's still an Urcan. You look at it, you know exactly what it is. But it's it's more sculpted. It's it's got bigger haunches. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's engine didn't overheat sitting in traffic, which that is a lovely change of events. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was those sorts of things. But I really did enjoy it. I really did enjoy it. And now I have cool. to save my three hundred plus thousand dollars for it. Um, so it's, and convince you know, my spouse to get one. They're, they're, I mean, well, I don't think they do convince, think would be hard hard. To convince him. I don't think it would be hard to convince him. I think it would be hard if to make had, a business case for it. Yeah. If you have, <laughs> let's just say you have $300,000 burning a hole in your pocket. I don't think it would be hard to convince him. No, I don't think so either. I think we'd be getting a new house before we would get the car, but we might get it like well, you have compromise. If you had used one, I get a good garage. Like I'd be okay with that. If you have that. that kind of money actually literally burning yeah. a hole in your pocket, you probably already bought the new house. That's if this true. Is your, like, this is your fun money just sitting on hand. What do we do with this 300000 I don't know. No, want to buy a Lamborghini? Sure, I'd be. A re- I was, I've told you this before. I'd be a really good billionaire. I think I could. I yeah. think I could spend money really well, like, and not just on frivolous stuff. I mean, I buy Lamborghinis. I feel like that's a necessity when you're. I I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the Arcan STO. I would enjoy being a billionaire. Win win yeah, on all I levels. Think both those things. I would agree that especially the billionaire part, I could I could suffer through that if I had to. I could if be, I had to, I could be I really mean. comfortable. I, I would even be charitable. Yeah. I would even be charitable. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, Lamborghini Urican Technica. I, I I very much enjoy it. I um I I four stars. I four stars out of four, not four stars out of five. I enjoy it on every level. Um, I would I would own one if you're thinking of buying one. And my review has convinced you. Then woohoo. Um, <laughs> but honestly, like I, I just I like the direction Lamborghini's going. I've always been kind of like a fan more of Ferrari styling, quite honestly, than Lamborghini. Why? What, oh, wait, what what makes you? I like Ferraris. I think Lamborghini is a little like, I don't know that I like one over the other, but Lamborghinis have this very angular, very in your face, very aggressive. Yes. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Like they're angry. Where Ferrari's like, I'm subtle in my aggression. I'm a little bit sexier. Yeah. I do feel like. Yeah. I do feel like it's a balance of personalities. 
it yeah. is like it's it's definitely a balance of personalities i mean i'm not like the biggest like the front end right like a front end of a lamborghini is just so like and macho right. that sort of thing but these these refinements kind of make it less so but it doesn't lose any of that like it's still muscular and mm-hmm. aggressive um but you know ferraris are just gentle and like like it looks like you're like oh it's just cutting through the wind and oh by the way it likes to go 200 miles an hour like it's it's it likes to go yeah without any help it just likes to go it just likes to go i mean (laughs) i too like to go 200 miles an hour so i just feel like i feel like it's it's just a difference in personalities but i do like them both um yeah but this lamborghini i feel is headed in a a more modern direction uh and and i I appreciate it i like it i think it's really well-rounded so that is my assessment um valencia I went to the beach, I went to the racetrack, I went to the mountains, where, by the way, and we know this, yes. lots of cyclists, that's kind of how Europe does, Yes. Um, yes. and I understand cyclists on the road, we need to be safe, blah, 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 I get that. As a driver, as a cyclist, I understand that. But I have a question, and, and ladies, this goes yes. to you. Ladies, oh God. why are you the only ones riding on the middle of the road? <laughs> I saw not a single woman riding along the side of the road. They were all riding down the middle of the road. Every single one of them. And it wasn't one or two. It wasn't five or six. The men of them. off to the side. Women down the middle. And I was actually talking to... They own the road? I was they talking to over. Yeah, a friend of mine who frequently is over there doing uh, drives in those mountains. And he was like, yes, yes, it's the women that ride down the millage. I don't know if it's a cultural thing. Spain, help us out. Let us know. Um, but the women... <laughs> were the only ones riding down the middle of the road Explain. and they were militant in their positioning now i understand i'm driving a v10 i'm driving somebody with a throaty exhaust it sounds loud it sounds like it's going fast when it's sitting still but that doesn't mean i wasn't going 15 to 20 miles an hour in a lovely direction with giving you five to six feet of space no need no need to ride down the middle of the road ladies it's gonna be okay the <laughs> ladies in spain you can ride off to the side like the men will all be okay this is a just society we will be fine that's my message to the ladies of the ladies of the, the mountains of valencia of yeah okay that's fair that's fair that's the solid message i feel like they should take advantage of that i, I, I mean I'm okay it's just simple it's simple like right like don't my mother don't write down the middle of the road. Isn't, I feel like it's something you learn. Anybody like as a general rule of thumb, no matter what country you live in, don't ride down the middle of the road in your on your bicycle because you risk becoming an accidental hood ornament. Don't do that. Right. Like it don't feels like that. the law of self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really you should be. You want to try and survive? You're, you're going to lose in an accidental battle with a vehicle. So don't, don't, don't put yourself in that position, but don't, don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't, don't do be it. a hood ornament. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't be a hood ornament. <laughs> and there's your new bumper sticker, ladies and gentlemen. Don't be a hood there ornament. You go. Don't be a hood ornament. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of hood ornaments, the Lucid Air does not have a hood ornament. Yes. It barely even has does a little not. logo up front. So we'll talk about that yes. when we get back from break. Sounds good. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, we are back. We are fast women. And we went fast. I went fast this week in Elucid. Did you go fast in this week? What are you driving at home? I, I, I don't have, I had, um, 
I, my car is not fast. It's perfectly fine. Is it a Fiat? It is not. Uh, no, it is. It was. Well, it just changed actually tomorrow, yesterday morning. So I'm going to say what I really was driving the week before. It was an Altima, a Nissan Altima. Oh, the new 2023 Altima or the 2022? If I put you on the spot here. There are some changes. You put me on the spot. There are some changes, Woman, Nicole. It's- it's 6 18 a.m. All I know was a Nissan Ultima that I was driving last week. Give the woman a minute. Um, uh, but no, it's, it's fine. And I had, it was, I mean, it's actually, if you're just looking for a sedan, like we talk about a lot of fancy cars, like, and you're talking about really high end cars this week. But the Ultima is a great not needing $300,000 in the bank. No, it really so, yeah. is. Ultima you know? and Sentra, like, Nissan has hit it out of the park in terms of value with both of those models. And I think Sentra is one of the best. Best bang for your buck. Like we talked about the Hyundai Tucson being a really good bang for your buck car. We've talked about some right. of the Hyundai products, but I really think the Nissan Sentra is one of the best products you can get in terms of features and offerings and packaging and just an overall yeah, like really great vehicle. And it looks good to sit in. Like it's stylish. Well, that's the thing. It's it's stylish because because there's just fun, there's this balance with a sedan. Like, you know, when you're when you're spending money on a luxury car, the automakers can do a little bit more to make give it some flash and and give it some you know, they have more money to spend on it because you're spending more money on the car. So there's a whole different attitude towards trying to make it look how it looks and to make it look appealing. With a lot of sedans, sometimes they can get very plain. It's like they're just, oh, it's just a sedan, just an appliance that someone's taking to work. And they look dull and boring regardless of how they drive. But the Ultima actually looks good inside. It looks good outside. It's an appealing little sedan. It's comfortable. I mean, we wrote it. We did some pretty extensive amount of driving while we had it. And it was nice to drive. It's quiet, um, hand well it has a decent amount of power like it's a nice well-rounded sedan so i enjoy driving it though it's not even though it's not a fancy pants vehicle that's the thing you don't all these like really great like the lamborghini if we had three hundred thousand dollars in the bank but how many of us have three hundred thousand dollars in the bank right? Right, right even the lucid it's a high-end vehicle so it's like do you do you like would you want one sure do you have the money to buy one a lot of people don't but a nissan ultima you can probably afford that one you know so it makes it it's it's nice to sometimes just drive just a regular car for lack of a better way of describing it. You know, this is the kind of thing people are actually going to drive and the kind of thing people can actually afford to put in their driveway. And it looks good and does a job and it has the longevity to, you know, you're not going to have to get rid of it in two years because it falls to pieces. It's, it's a solid vehicle with a reasonable price. I think it starts at about 25,000 ish dollars. So it's not outrageous. You know, that's a that's a reasonable price for a four door sedan that can easily seat five people. Like, I think I often I often say and you you kind of make fun of me on this. And so do the other people in my life who I'm close to. But they'll say, you know, oh, the Nissan, I'm like, well, there's nothing really inherently wrong with it. And that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. Like, that's not a huge criticism. That's just the way it is. Like, it's good. Like, you can make a really right. good sub $30,000 vehicle, whether it be an SUV, uh, a, you know, a compact or subcompact SUV. Like, there's really good vehicles out there that for the everyday, quote, normal driver. I mean, people who right. are who people who are on a budget. And I think that while, you know, you and I go around the world, we travel, travel all over, drive these fancy cars um, and drive a lot of new cars. Like, we do enjoy driving the things that like what you and I have in our garages. Like I don't daily drive a Lamborghini though. I might want to, you don't drive right. a, you know, a daily drive a Ferrari though. You might want to. Um, nope. Yeah. So I think that's, that's yeah. Well, and, it's what it is. and like, I'm, when you look at the price, the 2022 Ultima, 
there's a chunk of them that are in the $20,000, like 25-ish range. But even when you go for the most expensive 2022 Nissan Altima that's currently listed on their site, that would be the Platinum with all-wheel drive. It's $34,600. That's for their top of the line. That's And like you can get like almost 40 fans- miles per gallon out of that. Like that's a really right. good commuter car. See, Kia exactly. K5, right, is a direct competitor. Exactly. The Kia K5 is fantastic. Like I would buy right. one. Like it's a great car. So it's the same sort of thing. Yep. Like there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. Yeah. And this, and it has, you know, and you're going to get in for that $35,000, you're going to get a really good looking interior. Like they've upscaled the interior. You're going to get a little bit more refinement, a little bit more in terms of convenience features. You get a little fast, fancier styling. You get wheels that look a little bit better that a little bit larger. It has like 19 inch wheels on it. So you get some things that like, like sort of like plus it a little bit and make it look a little bit more. So if you look at the base trim, which is only in like 25, and then you go to this one, it's 35, you're looking at a $10,000 difference, but for the $10,000, it looks that different. Like suddenly you're getting a car that looks really nice. I think people forget that you don't have to buy a, a you know, an $80,000 luxury car to get a car that still looks and feels nice. And the Ultima is, is one of those vehicles. You don't have to break the bank. Now I'm not saying 35 grand is like cheap. It's not, it's, it's, it's a, you know, but it's also not outrageous considering what people pay for cars, considering what some of the luxury cars cost, what you get in a car like this, when you just get a mild-mannered sedan, it's not as mild-mannered as you think, and it looks better than you think. And we haven't, unlike the Toyota Camry, we have not tested it off-road, so we can't we can't talk about that. Yeah. But, um, but I, I can't, would imagine that to its off-road cred. <laughs> I'd imagine it would handle just like the Camry. Yeah. I feel confident in saying that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I really like the Ultima. Um, I had mm-hmm. another Nissan a few weeks ago. I had the Pathfinder Rock Creek, which is... Oh, what'd you think? I, I was unimpressed. Gonna be honest. <gasps> so what, I really, so what? I really like the Pathfinder. Let me start with that. Pathfinder is fantastic. I've driven, I think, every trim level of the Pathfinder. So every trim okay. level, Sands because Pathfinder, I like the Pathfinder too. Yeah, I really I was, like it. I, 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 I had trouble with it, and so my trouble with it lasted on a couple of levels. One, the grill. The grill. I don't know oh. if you've seen it. The grill has like these these um, silver ish insert things at the top that are supposed to look like rugged vents there's probably an element of venting there um i i can't deal with it i did not care for it you don't and like it it's got so it's got it does it has the traditional nissan grill but then it's got it's blacked out which is fine but then it's got these like it's like three silver indents and it's just like dear oh, god i why? just pulled it up why what why do those, did you what do those do Eileen? I ass- I know. I mean, I didn't. I should probably. Are actually- they actually real? Do they actually like? Can you put your hand? I'm <laughs> gonna be honest. Like, I did not stick my finger into the hole at the front of the vehicle <laughs> to find out. Um, I, I like, should actually pull these up a regular photo. Or are they, or are they like when people put those cheesy little stickers on their hood? It's like it's something like a mild mannered. I don't want to insult an OEM. A mild mannered car, and there's little vents, like the little silver vents. And they're basically just like a little stickery thing you put on top of your vehicle it doesn't actually vent anything into the hood and it looks ridiculous so on the traditional they, pathfinder they're all blacked out and it matches the grill i like that oh. it's fine but here they decide to highlight it and it's just yeah it's just ugly no, it's not I where i'm like at that. no no mm-hmm. no no it's, no 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 it's no, no, a no. little weird it's weird the wheels so that's, are cool though yeah so the wheels and the tires are great it's got knobby tires on it and and it's got like it's 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 got more rugged four by four tire all-terrain tires whatever it can tow up to six thousand pounds it's got all wheel it uh, says technically it's 18 inch black machine finished aluminum alloy wheels and all-terrain tires 
Well, that's what it has for the do. Just, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, the tires are great. The tires might be the best part of this. It's got a great little, the Rock Creek badge is very adorable. Um, it does mm-hmm. look a little more rugged with those tires um, and off-road tuned suspension. Now, I, to be fair, I did not take it off-roading. Um, we actually had really bad rains and I wasn't, you know, you know this, uh, like we were talking about this last week with Tennessee, like, yes, you've got to be careful when it's rainy and muddy. And I, while I have taken the Pathfinder off road before and it is perfectly fine, um, I wasn't about to do that uh, without anybody else around um, who perhaps right. had pre-run the trail. So played it safe. Um, you know, it's it's interior. It's got some accents. It's fine. Right. It's got that stitching. So, it's, it's got all that kind of like stuff that you just you just do. But here's the thing. Those yes. beautiful wheels. Yes. It is so loud. It is so oh, really? loud. Is it? It is. Is and that so, what made you like, not like this one was the loud? I, no, or it's the not vents, just the loud. Worse. So, well, the vents are bad. But also, like, when you're in it, you're like, okay, well, I can't see the vents. So it's not ter- terrible. But, like, you're driving it. And I drive it on the highway and on the street. I'm just like, why is this so loud? I don't remember the Pathfinder being loud. Like, I, and, I, and I know that when you change time, I get that, right? Like, I've driven enough cars. I understand that. But I just couldn't get it. just seemed loud. And then also there seemed like there was some sort of like numbing disconnect between the steering and the actual like movements of the vehicle that you don't have on the huh. regular Pathfinder. And I don't know if it's the wheels. Well, it was just like it, it was like, it also, why is it so numb and like boring? And, and the Pathfinder is not the most exciting vehicle to begin with. But it was just one of those things where I'm just like this. Like, it's not compelling. Nothing about this package besides the way it looked from the side when you're looking at the wheel and the wheel only mm-hmm. made this package compelling to me. And I understand well, like, is, go ahead. There's, there's an off-road tune suspension to this too. So not only does it have those wheels and the all-terrain tires, it has an off-road tune suspension. And I wonder how much that also impacted what you were feeling when you were driving, but you know? Like, but I can drive a Raptor on 37s uh, an F-150 yeah. Raptor on 37s, and I felt like I had way more connected drivability. And it was just like, the combination, yeah. I'm just like, like I like the Pathfinder a lot, but this just, it didn't do it for me. Didn't do it for me. And I understand it's one of those things that like on paper, you're like, yes, that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. Like, yes, it's got a roof right. rack. Yes, it's got great tires. And you check all the, the roof boxes. roof rack is fantastic. But the roof like, rack looks cool. I mean, I know it's functional. It's a roof yeah. rack. But it's like this tubular roof rack, and it actually looks really cool. But yeah, it just didn't, it just didn't do it for me. It really didn't. I'm in a rogue this week, an orange, a monarch orange rogue. Um, I, I like the rogue. Um, I always like the rogue. I genuinely am concerned that there's something wrong with the pro pilot system in this one. It wasn't great. (gasps) No. Um, and I, and I was because pro pilot is, is normally pretty, it's good. As the systems go pro pilot normally. And that's the, that's the, the self-driving. No, not self-driving. Or drivers is not self-driving. I know. (laughs) Using the wrong driver assistance system that they have for Nissan. And it works pretty well. I normally like pro pilot. Yeah. Latent centering and speed. And I don't know if it's the engine. It's got that turbo engine in it. That's got some lag, but like driving it home on the highway, I drove from the airport yesterday morning and I'm about to head back to the airport in it. So I'm going to try it again this morning, but it just, it took forever to get back up to speed with the adaptive cruise control. And huh. it just like it wasn't quite where I remember it being. And like having driven it in Pathfinder and other and Ultima and Sentra, like yeah. you're like, oh, this makes sense. But I I I I was like, did I miss something last time? So I need to try it out some more. But um I like the rogue in general. Like I think the rogue's a really compelling vehicle. So we'll see. We will absolutely I've see. I've always kind been of, a fan of the rogue. Like we did that one really big trip in the rogue a couple years back. Last we generation. 
Yeah, the last gen, and they said rogue trip. And that was probably the most time I'd ever spent in a rogue. And it's actually pretty well thought out. And I think they only improved it. You know what I mean? But I've, I've, I've been a fan of the rogue for a bit. I have been a fan of the rogue since you and I slept on the side of a mountain in, in yurts oh, that were adjoined by a yurts. porch. Um, it were, that, yeah, was, that was yurts. an experience. I, I never need to have that experience again. The rogue was great. No. Never need to sleep on the side of a mountain. In, no, in I don't Dillsboro, need to North Carolina, I think it was. In a yard at in the top yard. of the mountain that you couldn't leave once you're up there because it was so dark you couldn't drive down the roads. But it was awesome. Actually, it was incredibly fun. It just it was, was a really fun trip. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just one of those like, okay, I did that. I could check that off the list. Yeah. Don't need to do check that again. That off. Yeah. Yeah. Don't need to repeat that adventure. Thanks. Yeah. But adventure <laughs> I would repeat is driving the Lucid Air. Mm, uh, I love the Lucid. So while we go to break, we'll come back. We'll talk about Lucid Air. We'll talk about okay uh, a celebrity I met. Who I met before, but a celebrity. But you've actually, I believe, met him before as well. Talk about that when we get back from break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we are back from break. This is Fast Women. You are listening to us, obviously. You made the click. You made the choice. So we, we thank you for being here, and you know you're listening yes. to Fast Women. That's thank kind of the way we're click. going. Thanks for the click. Woo-hoo. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks for being a subscriber. Yeah, that's what they say, right? That's what, we point yeah. the camera and say thank you. That's, I think that's what YouTubers do. I don't watch a lot of YouTube. And you say we appreciate. Isn't that a thing? It's not like thanks. Like we appreciate. I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you, dear listener. Uh, yes, yes. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, I also appreciate the Lucid Air. Let's be honest. So Lucid Air startup, right? Um, yeah. You know, was a burgeoning startup. They're, they're not that far out of the gate from actually having brought a vehicle to market about a year out. Um it's an electric company. So everything they make is electric. They've got um, their brand leader and their designer is from Mazda. And so you think of big, long lines and high end features and appointments. They've got it solid. They have taken um, some know-how from some folks that used to work for Tesla and employed that when it comes to powertrain, they've kind of looked at all of the competitors. And actually I was, so I was at their headquarters and they take us into their little like studio. And the first thing you walk in, you see is a Porsche Taycan. The second thing no you see, a Mercedes-Benz EQS. Next thing you see, a Model 3. Next thing is a Model S. And they're like, they've got him sitting there. And you're like, okay, can I see a Lucid? Like, like why am I yeah. here not see a Lucid? <laughs> what do you guys actually sell? Yeah. And, and you walk in and they're like, no, because we spend so much time benchmarking and looking at the parts in our other vehicles to find out how we can do it better. And we mm-hmm. know that all automakers benchmark each other. But to be so blatant right. about it, and to have people who work for them who used to work for these companies um, and like openly like talk about no, like you actually can't open the hood on the EQS and have any space really for anything. So we made ours so you could like, oh, yeah. well, that's that's actually really thoughtful. And like they actually told us that not like the frunk isn't like a huge deal, but like the frunk, they has an insert in it as they all kind of do. That's like a bucket insert. Right. So mm-hmm. Lucid made theirs out of like a felt like material. It's a thick felt, like a wool or something. It's some sort of material like that. But you actually can bend it to put it in and it pops in so that they didn't have to like put a tub. So you actually got more space, usable space for the consumer. And you're like, that's just smart. But also like not everybody does that. So it's just it like, it's very, just really like really cool to like be like, oh, that makes sense. 
it's a very thoughtfully designed car, like not just in terms of we're going to make it look good and they, they put a lot of attention to it, but that little things like that where they made it, tried to make it a little more everyday user friendly and, and to give you as much space as they could put. Like, well, we could give you this. Well, how much more can we give them if we change this little thing here and there? So they did a lot to really try to maximize the space. Um, I think it's really, sl- I, I did a drive back in December of the Air, the Dream Edition, which is their first edition that came out. Yeah. And it really, the design, of this thing I mean no it's an EV like that's one thing but it's just it is beautiful and it's different it doesn't feel like every other EV it doesn't even feel like every other car it's not just it's very unique it has this like mid-century modern vibe to the look and to some of the design things in the best way possible like even how the word air is written on that like their their badge their badging looks cool like everything is just so unique and different and thoughtfully done it's a really impressive car to just look at which sounds silly but like look at the thing when you see one it is this is a gorgeous car it is it's really something different and what i really like is how the trunk is different the rear trunk not Mm -hmm. the front trunk the 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 rear trunk it's it's kind of it's really wide right so it wraps all the way yeah. past the tail lights all the mm-hmm. way around and it opens and it's just this cavernous area yeah and you can like and it comes in at the center where the real wells are and that's that's totally normal right. almost every trunk does that um but it's just it's just huge amount of space and you can actually put all of the rear seats down um, so you can you know, expand, expand it all the way out. So there's a pass through, but then you also can do that all the way. But what I really thought was cool about that is that they said, they're like, okay, well, we're based in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm like, okay, like we've learned that there's crime in the San Francisco Bay Area. And you're like, oh, no kidding. Tell me more. So they said that you can actually, you can lock things in the trunk because they found that people were taking, were breaking into that little like corner window that you get in the back, like beyond the ABC pillar. Like where the yeah. would be, that people will punch that out, then they will push the button or pull a lever and take the rear seats down and then get in your trunk that way. Because they'll open the door and they get in all your uh, valuables that are stored in the trunk. Huh. Which is like crafty on their behalf, to okay. be honest. Like good yeah. Good job on you for being creative, bad guys. But come on, yeah. bad guys, leave our cars alone. Yeah. So what <laughs> they did is in response to that, they moved the release for those seats into the trunk. So you have to have the fob or your phone is key. You have to open the trunk and that's where the release is. You can't actually pull down those seats any other way. So it makes the trunk truly a secure space. And like this one thing you're like, that's thinking way outside the box. It makes sense. It's totally unique and different. But it was just like, that. that's kind of cool. Like it, it's just yeah. different. It's cool. Um, and that's so I really, I enjoyed the thoughtfulness of the design there. Um, so we drove the Lucid Air GT and the Lucid Air GT Performance. Now, originally, the GT Performance was not part of the plan for Lucid. They were going to go with the Pure and they were going to go with, I forget what the mid-grade is, and they were going to go with the GT Touring and then the GT. And then they had had the Dream Edition. They had such a response from the Dream Edition that they were like, okay, how do we still preserve the Dream Edition? First editions, people mm-hmm. paid for that. They special. Right. Um, but kind of take some of those elements people really want, like the higher horsepower. It's got 1,100 horsepower to it yeah. um, in a range of 520 miles, 2.5, 0 to 60 time. I mean, how do we preserve that and put it in a car? Because people obviously want it. And what's really want cool that. is yes. Lucid is definitely a tech company, right? Like they're a car company, mm-hmm. but they're also a tech company and they're tech forward. They have a lot of people from Apple, Ala, people, the guy who's doing the 
they're running their software and stuff like that. 30 year Apple veteran. He brought a guy with him who's also had 30 years of Apple experience. I mean, these are these are tech guys. These aren't just car guys. So they were they're trying to find these solutions. And they were like, well, we already have all the parts so we can kind of like add this GT performance. And, and, and give people what they want. I mean, obviously, you know, they're making more money from right. it because they're charging one hundred and seventy nine thousand for it. Um, but yeah, it is. It isn't cheap. Um, but also, like, it's kind of cool that they, they said, you know, normally a car company that takes like maybe 18 months to two years to do because you've got it. You know, it, it's a process. It's not right. just, you know, do we have the parts? It's, it's let's get approval. And that's if you've already got like the sign off from the guy at the top of the company saying, let's do this. They were able to turn this around in a matter of months. To Which do this is crazy, bu- like li- how fast they yeah, did it, and they're building at low volume, so that is also helpful. But they were able to come up with this this grand touring performance. So that's the one that Ben Collins, the, who's the original Stig from Top Gear, oh, um, yeah, yeah, him. yeah. So Ben was there. He had just taken it up Goodwood for the hill climb, and it was, I believe, the fastest car up Goodwood this year. Um, but that Woo-hoo. actual car was in California with us, and so we got to do some launch control stuff in that car, and. You've done plenty of launch control stuff in your life, as yes, I have. I have. I have. And and do you remember when we were at the Hummer launch and it was like, okay, first you have to break the car, make sure the car is in park. Oh my god! And then you have to follow a, a series of sequences. Then you have to look at the screen and then there's an animation. And then there's like, and you're like, da, 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 da. And then you're like, oh, okay, now that we're 50 minutes into this, launch control, you select the the zippy button or the speed button. I forget what it's called. But it's you, you, you just touch it on the screen. It's already I really there. Hope it's- I really hope it's called the zippy button. I'm almost positive it's not, but I really, really want no. someone to call their launch control the zippy button. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So there's three drive modes, right? And so like you pick the yep. one that's as the performance one. You just touch it because that's what you do. You put your foot on the brake all the way down. You put your foot on the accelerator all the way down. It mm-hmm. says launch control engaged. You take your foot off the brake. It's that simple. If that's you want to cancel it, you take your fo- you leave your foot on the brake. You take your foot off the gas. And it says launch control canceled. Why is it so hard for everyone else? I assume the same level of attorneys have looked at both cars. And I, <laughs> I feel like it's like it's just like, oh, it makes sense. And it, it isn't like like you and I talked about riding. Uh, we have a friend who describes driving the Hyundai Kona N as riding a wild sheep. And you're just like, you're like, oh, I got to hang on, hang on. This smooth acceleration. And it's not like with the Mustang Mach-E GT and GT performance, like where you right. actually like you're like, OK, I need to hang on. because There's so much chip in. This is just smooth yeah. and steady acceleration. And it's, it's just, it's, it is, yeah. it is, it's zippy button makes it zippy and it is fantastic. Um, but it's also great to drive like on rural roads. So we took, uh, we were in based in Menlo Park, which is the home of Facebook. Mm-hmm. We were actually staying at a hotel um, in Menlo Park, the Nia Hotel Nia, which is a Marriott autograph collection. Lovely yeah. hotel. Highly recommend it, actually. Very quiet rooms, which is not always the case for a Marriott. Um, and it was busy. Truth. Like it wasn't like it was quiet rooms because there was nobody there. It was busy. Um, in the middle of the Facebook on the meta complex, we were in the meta complex. And then that sounds very fancy. It does. It sounds like, it sounds like none of my conversations were private. Um, so, uh. <laughs> so we were there doing that. Um, and we drove from there. We drove, um, out to the park where the San Jose earthquakes play the MLS team. And I believe they have a rugby team that plays there as well. Um, did launch okay. control out there. Drove from there. We drove down to La Honda. Uh, which you're very familiar with that drive. You go backwoods, you go by Alice's, which is a famous yep. kind of restaurant where you stop and get really good coffee um, or Diet Coke, depending on who you are. And it drove all those roads in it. And it's great. I mean, you can just put it in the sporty mode and it's engaging, but it's not too much throttle and you could just enjoy the drive. And I actually enjoy driving this more on those roads as a full-size sedan 
um, than I did driving it, the Aston Martin DBX I had out there. Uh, I found it to be much more engaging. I did that last year. You really? and I actually drove the Hyundai Santa Cruz, which you're actually wearing a Santa Cruz shirt today, um, which reminded me I, of it. I am wearing my little Santa Cruz shirt. Yes. Yes. So the Hyundai Santa Cruz, um, we drove on those roads. We've driven, we've driven a lot of vehicles on those roads, but um, I found that the Lucid was much more engaging. I really enjoyed it. It's comfortable. Um, and when actually, so it, it, getting back to the fact that like Lucid is a software company. So the car's great, right? The car drives, the car does what it's supposed to do. Right. But we went to dinner and we went to, um, one in the Millbrae service center, which is kind of like, you can go there and like take delivery of your car, but also they can like bring it to you and do all the online stuff because digital first. But what they did is they showed us the update that they're going to push out to their customers. Ooh, and they were like, yeah. Okay. So they told it, they showed us the pre kind of the pre update and they, they yeah. were like, okay, well, here's what we're doing. And like a couple of the things that's just, just this is technology, right? It's really cool. So they right. have the handles that pop out the door handles that pop out from the outside yes. as a lot of the new cars do for flushness. So, they said that one of their customers was like, you know what? Sometimes like during a certain behavior, these handles don't pop out or they're not quite as sensitive as they like. And they put them away. And, and like the guy who's the head of tech answers the phone. You can call him as a lucid customer. Wow. And this guy, like, like the head That's of tech. Cool. Yeah. And so he, he was talking to the guy and he's like, okay, well, do you mind if I come out to your house and look at it? And I guess like, yeah, in the Bay Area. So they went to his house and they looked at the car and he showed him the behavior. And he's like, oh, we can fix that. Went back to the office um, and their office is cool. It's a huge co-working space. So like they they have all the car studies in the middle. And then it's just like all this open space. You can just wander. Like if you have a question for PR, you can walk to PR. You can be in the design. Wow. And you're like, it's it's so collaborative. It's very California, very That's Bay Area. That, yeah, but it's very but makes it's things, different. It makes the development process a lot better when you have the opportunity to talk to people who aren't necessarily engineers talking to engineers, PR people talking to PR people, comms people, to, like talk to the people. I need to talk to somebody who's an engineer, even though I'm a design guy. I have a question. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's important it's very collaborative like it's you get the sense there that like and it is small like you that's the benefit of having a small company you can do that obviously as they grow and they scale like that changes a little bit but it's cool and so they were like yeah so we just pushed an update and they they fixed it and then all of a sudden they got these calls like oh that little update that made our life so much easier like and they didn't hear complaints because people were like oh that's just the way the car is but they were able to fix something so small as like the touch of a handle by just adjusting really cool. a programming thing. And that's really neat that all it takes is software. It's not like, oh, we got to go replace all the handles and all the cars all over the place to fix this. Yeah. And so when they started, the, when they brought the car, they had the Dolby Atmos system um, as their audio system, mm -hmm. which is a good audio system. And they were like, yeah, it was pretty good. Well, then uh, the guy, the tech guy was like, oh, we're getting the band back together from Apple. So they brought in a guy who developed the Apple Macintosh sound system back oh, yeah. i would say back in the day it probably wasn't that long ago when it was back in the day and he was like oh no i can refine this so when he came on board which was right after the dream edition was launched he came in and mm -hmm. redid how they do all the different levels of all the sound in the car and they just wow. pushed it as an update so the customers just got this like hugely improved sound experience just because they brought in this new guy who knew knew this like this little bit more of expertise so there's yeah, some really yeah. cool stuff you could do with software and that's that's kind of i mean jim farley from ford talks about that a lot he talks about how the car is software now Yes, it's hardware, but it's software. You can adjust braking. You can adjust suspension. You can adjust all that stuff with software now. Right. And that's a huge thing. And that's kind of where Lucid is is really kind of pushing forward ahead of a lot of other people because that's where they started. And right. so it's been really interesting because you get this car. And yes, there's a downside to as it is today is not as it is tomorrow. But also like it's kind of cool that as it is today is not as it is tomorrow. And Tesla's right. been doing that for a while. Like we know that, but these, these, these changes are, are kind of different and it's, it's fun to watch the people and get to know the people who are in them 
and like in it to like actually like no 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 like we actually decided to go ahead and put the navi information in front of the driver we moved it over a little bit because we got some feedback and we're gonna push that out and it's gonna be a few weeks and it only took a few weeks to do and like oh so, so I don't have to wait to go to a dealer to have them install something. Like, it just happens over the air. Well, and also just in terms of, you know, when you look at the development cycle of cars and how long they normally take to develop, that they, they might notice something that, like, okay, we could really improve this. Like, our customers are telling us this component is not doing things the way we thought it would. It's not as easy for them to use as we thought it was in all of our testing. Because they do test the bejesus out of these things oh, yeah. before they go out the door. But then sometimes it gets into the hands of the public, and the public finds things, does things, uses things in a way that they didn't anticipate. And, like, we don't we don't like this as much as we thought we would it can take a long time even if it is an easy fix in terms of technology or in terms of the physical component depending on how, if you can't just over the air update that and fix it then you could be waiting for the next mid-cycle refresh or to the next all new version of whatever it is to see some of those changes trickle down even though they're really good changes when you have things that you can do just with software like that it makes it so easy. You know, it makes the idea of like waiting for the all new whatever. Okay, no, the, the current whatever has a lot of that stuff because they've been able to incorporate that just constantly. And yeah, there's some things that are going to have to wait until we fully redo the vehicle. But being able to put those little things in along the way and constantly improve your vehicle so that what you get today, if you buy it, tomorrow it might be better and even if you bought it yesterday it's still better because they're going to give you the same update that's a really neat change in the way vehicles work i think it's a positive thing yeah i think so too and that's so rivian did that they added rally mode to their cars after uh dealing with sand and and having customers mm-hmm. say no anymore sand and having our friend emmy hall race it in the rebel rally that she gave them a lot right. of feedback with how it handled in the sand and they were able to change that and it's just it's it's kind of a new cool frontier i don't know like how our parents would feel about it but I know I'm kind of excited like that they can make these fine-tuned changes and they're for now most of them are free. And that's kind of cool like you bought yes you're for losing yes you are paying $179,000 for the car. But Mustang Maki you're going to get right. the same thing at you know a $45,000 right. car and well, you're going to get those up- too, it's uh, like, updates as well. It's sort of it sort of depends like I can see that you know that's a big topic of conversation like how much will the updates in the future like well we can make this better but it's going to cost you a dollar we're going to make this better it's going to cost you another dollar we're going to make this better like they're constant nickel and diming and I think a lot of people would just be inclined to say unless it was something they really wanted I don't I don't care I'm not going to pay extra money but I think unless it's a big significant like we have put a whole new feature that's a gigantic cool new feature into the vehicle via software that if it's just like we're tweaking things for performance for ease of use I feel like those things should be and hopefully will continue to be just updates and not something that somebody needs to shell out an extra chunk of change to get because I think that's that sort of turns off the consumer like wait a minute you're making it better for everybody else but you can't just like you've done the software update there's no hardware just send this out to me well and I think there's there's a level to it people like oh I don't want to be updating my car all the time I get that how right. many times yeah. do you install an update on your phone, though? Like, let's be honest. How many times do you wake up right? from the middle of the night and you're like, oh, insert your name and password because an update is installed overnight? Well, it does the same thing. Right. If it's not parked, like, necessarily in your garage. But if it's parked right. and it just updates, like, you turn on the car and you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. That was just taking. Right. It was just taken care of for me. I don't have to think about it. I just had it happen. And the behavior of the car is not going to change drastically with every update. Like, that's not that's not what it is. It's not like you get into it. You're like, right. I don't want to drive this anymore. I don't know how to turn it on anymore. It's a completely different story. It's, it's little things, usually. It's, it's not that big, like... I'm going to say operating system, like you're going from one operating system to the next, like they're going to forewarn you if that's the case and they have to reboot a bunch of stuff um, and change a bunch of stuff. But it is, it's kind of cool to think of cars as software and as, you know, as smart devices and not just mechanics. And you and I say that as people who you and I love a V8. 
we love a V10. We love a yes. V12. We love a W16. Like we, we, like we're not, we're not saying like all cars should be this way, but it is a very different, cool kind of landscape that we are able mm-hmm. to have a Bugatti with a W16 and a Lucid with you know the, these little power units and all this sort of stuff that goes into it and the car software. So it's a really fun, I think, automotive landscape. I think um, actually Ben Collins and I were talking about this that we're at a really cool time in history. Because mm-hmm. we do get to see the old and the still traditional and still works just fine. It's really cool. And maybe isn't sexy to talk about with Greta Thunberg, but is like <laughs> is like still kind of cool. And then we've got the future and it's dirty in different ways. Um, you know, you're still mining. You're still using rare earth materials. You're using sometimes child labor. We don't want to talk about, you know, all that sort of stuff. But it's 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 different. It's really cool to have that landscape. Things aren't the way they are. And, you know, in 10 years, we might not recognize the landscape as it is. And that's it's a really cool time to be an automotive it so, definitely is because it's changing daily. It's, it is. very cool. Speaking of changing daily, I am about to leave. I am about to hop on a plane and go to Detroit for the day to go see a really cool truck that you and I saw in Johnson Valley. Um, we the did. Ford, it's Ford F-150 Raptor R. They've already confirmed the name of it, so I can tell you. We saw it driving, so we, you and I have a little bit of a better idea of what's into it than we can actually talk about right. publicly yet. Right. Um, but I'm going right. to head up there and go see that for the day. Um, talk to some folks up there. So that was really cool. And then what do we do? Then I'm going to see you fun. in Texas tomorrow. You're going to see me in Texas yeah. if the travel gods are willing. I was having nightmares that my plane got delayed to Texas and I was sleeping in an airport. I literally was dreaming about that this morning. Come on, airline gods, smile on me because you haven't lately. I've missed a couple trips because I couldn't get there no, in time. You, you fly to Boston. Are you connecting through to Austin or are you straight to Austin? I'm connecting through your lovely hometown of Atlanta. Are you and I on the same your flight home- tomorrow? What time do you come in? I think my flight's at 1230. Yeah. Oh, I think I might be a little after you. So I get in a little later than you. Okay. I was like, <laughs> it would not be the first time that we're at my home airport and I walk over. I'm like, oh, you're here. Hey there. Hi. We're going to the same place. <laughs> I will, so I will I'll not be, be surprised. Behind you. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I'm actually going to, I'm going to sleep in Detroit tonight. I made the executive decision um, to have a dinner um, with some colleagues and then head out there. So good call. Not don't fly back and forth. I was going Just to fly right to Texas. No, I'm not. I'm actually yeah. flying through Atlanta. I, I was like, I don't oh. want to alter two tickets. I only want to alter one. Like I, I, uh, I gotcha. you know, we work in the air. Like it's not a big deal. It's just one of those things. Right. Where I was just like, no, this will be easier on me to only alter one ticket. So, um, so yeah, so I'm going to do that. So I will see you tomorrow in Texas. We'll tell everybody about what we did in Texas, what I'm doing yes. in Detroit. We'll talk about your trip to Milwaukee, some cool places in Milwaukee to go to. Yeah. And we'll do all that next week. So we'll see you then. Sounds good. Bye, everyone. Bye.